the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ comes here with a mission to heal those under the sway and power of demons. Just before the events that we have heard today, in the flow of the Gospel account, Christ cast out spirits by his word and healed the sick all over the city of Capernaum. He has preached and taught to all the people on the mountain and in the plain how to enter the kingdom of heaven. He cast out leprosy from a man. He has healed the centurion's servant by a word. He has raised St. Peter's mother-in-law from her sick bed. And he has crossed the sea and calmed its storm with a rebuke. The Lord has taught, healed, and brought peace to the stormy waters and come ashore to this land. Why has Christ come? Why has he come here? What we hear today is odd, for Christ simply returns to Capernaum after this particular miracle. It seems like he was just wandering and happened upon these two demon-possessed men, but we know that Jesus, our God, does nothing without a purpose. So what is his purpose? St. Justin Popovich the great theological luminary of us modern people, a Serb by birth but a man for the whole world, contemplates aloud for us the deep connection between the miracles that show Christ's power over all of the physical existence, which has just been listed, and the one that we have heard today. But most especially, he draws the connection of the calming of the storm and the casting out of the legion of demons. St. Justin says, The Lord Christ teaches of an eternal and awesome wonder. The tamer of the sea showed forth the material nature. That material nature was obedient to him. So the question arose for the apostles. Are the agitated obedient to him? The whirling of the passions and the devil-possessed soul of man. He knows the hidden things of matter and has power over them. So does he know the mystery of the human soul? of human thoughts, human coming together, human cutting off, does he have power over these? He has indeed demonstrated that he knows this also, that he has power over this mystery. The Lord Christ transfers the physical miracles to make it a miracle of a spiritual kind. In short, all the miracles contemplated together reveal Jesus as the Lord of everything the Lord of heaven and earth. Christ has crossed the sea, then stepped his foot on the shore of Gergesa to reveal that he is the all-powerful one. God alone has power not just over the elemental powers, but over the spirits as well. Demons hate and despise humankind because we are the most special act and the most beloved of creation. Their hate makes them want to dehumanize us, and attack the image of God by whatever means that they can. They are obsessed with death. They use us for their spiritual aim, causing us to harm ourselves, to to be the cause of violence against others, to live shamefully in sin, tempting us even to have pride in our sins, and live among the tombs thinking only of annihilation and preventing us from even once thinking of the source of life. The demons are torturers, reveling in destruction of all kinds. 
they desire to send us into despair. The demoniacs, which we have heard about today, that marred the Gergesa and Gadarene wilderness showed every one of these symptoms. These men were completely and totally under the um, oppression of the demons, and the people of that land were subject to the whims of their inhuman strength. Christ knows the demonic horde's hatred of his beloved creation, and so Christ has gone out of his way, crossing the Sea of Capernaum to go to this place, to show us how he frees us from all the constraints and chains that bind us down from uniting with him. Christ came to reveal to us the power he extends to all humanity. It is part of his mission to save us from the entrapment and dehumanization of the demons. Modern men and women are sometimes scandalized by the frankness about the existence of demons in this scriptural passage. We moderns like to find some sort of sociological, psychological, or other materialist explanation for our thoughts and actions. We unfortunate people seek our fixes in pills or the theories of Jung and Freud or some other materialist theorist. We believe ourselves to be the thoughts we have or the chemicals that are in our body. We go quickly to the pillbox or the therapist's couch, thinking in these that we find our answers. Yet never forget that demons exist. And yet, you are not your thoughts that they put in your head. You can't chemically overcome or psychoanalyze yourself enough to make the scourge of temptation and intrusive thoughts go away. You are more than these, and incomparably more valuable. The fallen spiritual powers are your enemy, and they ever seek your destruction. Sometimes, we who usually rejoice in the victory of Christ struggle to live out this victory in our lives. We struggle to rejoice in the state of our healing and freedom. We gripe and moan at the difficulty of being Christians. We might say to ourselves, it is so much harder to be a holy people. Why must I be fair or avoid those activities with my boss or with my coworkers? Why must I be different? Why must I find a way to live now that Christ is with me? Shun these thoughts, dear ones. These are from the evil ones. Sometimes, we also usually who rejoice in the victory of Christ, we also struggle to rejoice and give thanks when Christ heals others. We groan and moan at the adjustments he asks us to make for these newly healed ones. We often fall back to see our own storms and trials and temptations only from the side of the material world and the losses that we may suffer. Desiring human justice and retribution more than forgiveness and finding a way to be in Christ's love. Just as the Gergesenes and the Gadarenes struggled to accept the result of Christ's healing of the demoniacs, the healing present among them, they ask him to leave. We always get trapped when we approach our own storms and trials in this way. Pay attention to the spiritual roots of your despair and longing that you have for healing. Look for the spiritual protection that the Lord provides. Then you will be freed like these formerly possessed men. Turn your thoughts to Christ and all your attention to him. 
By him you will be freed and find the freedom given to you by the Master, who is revealed to us in the Gospel today. The evil ones must be dealt with by the Lord of all creation, and truly they are dealt with. His command must be obeyed even by those who hate him. However, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who loves and protects humanity from demonic annihilation of this kind, limits the actions of our true enemies. And in the midst of their storming and destruction, God bends these evil ones' purposes to serve his own goodwill. Christ does his miracles that we might be aware that he is the one who grants eternal freedom. God is compassionate in his power to all of us. Christ commands the demons, go. And the demons retreat into the pigs, turning all of their malice on them, the lowest of creatures. But the lowly pigs cannot stoop to the depth of hosting the evil ones in themselves, and unable to stand their evils, they hurl themselves off the cliff and down into the deep places of the world. The demons who love to cease our existence as they did to these pigs, they can do more, though no more than suggest the possibility by the intrusive thoughts that we have spoken about. Or better said, they can do no more than this without our agreement. As St. Ambrose teaches us, Christ condemns none, but each is the author of his own punishment. The demons are not sent into the swine, but the demons themselves seek them because they could not bear the radiance of the holy light of Christ. But even then, when we fall to the agreement with the evil ones, hope of rescue and healing is not lost. Christ came to heal and cast out the demons, to show his disciples that he has the power over a legion of demons, notorious through their servants. He is answering by this miracle their question on the boat as they cross the sea. Who is this? that the wind and sea obey him. Jesus dealt with the wind and sea and the demons as one wielding command and power. Yet he deals with us, his most beloved creation, differently. The Lord goes to those sick with sin, to the possessed, and restores them to their full humanity. He loves and protects from evil's ultimate harm. He, do- he sees in the depths of the human heart that we want the freedom that only he can bring. Jesus has crossed the sea to answer the question in the heart of humanity. Is the world simply pain and chaos and emptiness? A place where we eat, drink, and be merry whenever and however much we can until death takes even this from us? Is there an answer? Is there someone that cast off, can cast off the spiritual despair and my numbness of spirit? We are given today the demonstration of God's care for us. We are presented with the opportunity to step into the life that is the true answer to these important questions. The answer that does not numb or explain away by theory. It is a spiritual action of the creator for his creation. Pay attention to the spiritual cause of your despair and longing and to the spiritual protection Jesus provides against the attacks and temptations of the evil ones. If you do not do this, it is like being one of the demoniacs, wandering the tombs, doomed to hurting yourself and your neighbors over and over. 
Jesus Christ brings peace by a command, wielding his words as a scepter and a blade that cuts off the turmoil of the storms of life and the violence of the passions and brings to naught the power of demons. He restores the heart and the soul. In these actions, he reveals himself. If we have eyes and ears to receive this, we uniquely in all of creation may accept this or reject him. This is our human freedom, honored and offered by God. Christ brings us the remedy in this place. Make God first in your life. Trust in his power over earth and of heaven, that you may live his will on earth as it is in heaven. The church wields the power and love of Christ demonstrated in Gergesa. The demons with the passions and the sins that they use to enslave our lives are cast out by the actions of the Holy Trinity and the power of the cross through the priests during your baptism. During this rite, this holy rite of acceptance into the church, the priest addresses the demons in the second prayer of exorcism. When one is received, he says, addressing the demons, acknowledge the vainness of thy might, which hath not power even over swine. This casting out and the healing happens also every time you confess, every time you commune of his holy body and blood. By so doing, Christ frees you to respond to his call, to join him in the final victory over evil. It's not easy, but it is simple. Go quickly to the house of God and partake of his sacraments and turn your heart to him. There is healing and answers there, here today. So take this remedy and place God first and trust in his power over earth and heaven and his will which is descending from that earth to heaven, from, from, earth, from heaven to earth, living out the cleansing and healing that you were given. Have hearts filled with thanksgiving and praise in the glorious power and providence of our Lord over all things. The church gives us many ways to accept Christ every morning, every hour, every minute, every moment. You, his holy ones, may step into that spiritual reality that we are speaking of today, of your freedom in Christ in every instant. Though there are many ways to step into this spiritual freedom, I will name only a few practical ways now. Other brotherly reminder to many of you. First, be thankful for Christ, what he has already accomplished for you. He has saved you and invites you to live in that salvation. Make your prayer of praise, glorifying God, and open the doors to a whole new way of living. Second, Cultivate the ability to notice God's providence in your life. In some moment where you find yourself groaning and mumbling, find one thing from which you can thank God. Cultivate it further. Pray the paraclesis to the mother of God or the akathist of thanksgiving. These have holy words and guide our thoughts and teach us by their awesome words how great are the things that God gives constantly to all people. Your list of thanksgiving, your own personal list, will grow endlessly by this practice. And third, seek our God's protection and healing. Christ, through his church, gives us the saints and their prayers. He gave us the sacraments, 
which are none other than his promise to always show up. Our Lord will come just for you, for you are his beloved. We see this in Christ's purposeful crossing over to Gergesa. He crosses a whole sea to save men who didn't even ask for it, knowing that the rest of the people would reject him. But he went and shows up for these men, the most broken among the people. Offer gratitude to Christ. In this way, you can join yourself to the master of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, and see him in all things and take steps to become what he is by grace, the resplendent image of God. So let us close with this prayer. O Christ, thou who created us and who comes to save the lost and broken out of the abundance of thy love, grant us the grace to see how in thy power thou art healing us and grant us a heart overflowing with thankfulness and a steadfast trust in thy loving providence, giving all our attention to thee and to thy will, that we may glorify and praise thee in every instant and with the entirety of our life that we may be worthy of the name sealed upon us, that we may be worthy to be called Christians. Amen.